0: welcome to the copy dates podcast i'm your host megan taylor copywriter bookworm and founder of the copy template shop i believe that anyone can write strong copy and i'm here to teach you how to write words that sell your online offers while prioritizing real connection serving your audience and simply being who you are I know you have a message that deserves to be heard and unique skills that need to be shared. And in each episode, I'll give you an actionable tip so that you can write better copy, reach more people and sell your offers in an easy and authentic way. So grab a hot drink and get ready to cozy up with your weekly dose of magnetic messaging and captivating copy. Hello, and welcome back to the Copy Dates podcast. Welcome to episode 16. Fun fact, 16 is my lucky number. So I have poured an extra amount of love into this particular episode. I cannot believe that we are already at the end of August. Just absolutely wild. I don't know where the summer has gone. And I don't want to jump the gun, but next month we are going to be talking about one of my favorite parts of copywriting to talk about, which is all things website copywriting. And I just want to let you know that I've even got an upcoming free challenge that I will be running in September where we are going to take a look at your existing website and troubleshoot it and kind of help you improve the copy so that you can better attract dream clients with your website. So if you already know that this is for you and you wanna work on your website before the end of the year, you can sign up at copytemplateshop.com forward slash challenge to save your seat. We are going to be kicking things off on Monday, September 13th. But right now for today's episode, we are wrapping up the month of August where we have been focusing on all things email marketing. And I didn't want to end this month without talking about what is probably the most frustrating part of email marketing, which is what to do if it feels like your emails aren't working. And if you're you know, pouring all of this love and attention into your email list, and it kind of feels like you're not getting anything out of it. Specifically, we're going to chat about what to do if your emails aren't being opened or clicked on as much as you would like. And I first want to acknowledge just how frustrating this can be. I know how difficult it can be. Trust me, I feel like probably nobody understands this better than professional copywriters <laughs> because we work so hard on email campaigns, and sometimes the data just isn't there. Sometimes. The response just isn't there and we're really shooting for these high, high, high open rates and click-through rates because we want these campaigns to be successful for our clients and sometimes it just doesn't happen and it doesn't deliver. So I also want to be super transparent about the fact that this literally happens to everyone. As a professional copywriter, I have been behind the scenes of huge email campaigns. I have worked with people who literally have tens of thousands of people on their email lists. And I want you to know that they all see dips. They all see disappointing open rates and click-through rates. They all get unsubscribes and they all see kind of lulls. the amount of love that they get from their list even when they're being consistent and they're showing up on a very consistent like weekly basis sometimes the response just isn't there and sometimes it has to do with the copy and the content and the campaign sometimes it just has to do with the time of year you know september time sometimes people aren't in their inboxes so much especially that first week of september like labor day weekend in the summertime, if you're running any campaigns over the holidays in December, it's really normal to see lower stats and and you know disappointing data. So I hope that you know that you are not alone if you are somebody who's experiencing this kind of love-hate relationship with your email list. And I also want to reassure you that there is no concrete science to email marketing and that nobody always has all of their shit together all the time. Like anything in business, this is part science and part art. And I always say that about copywriting in general. Copywriting is part science, part art, and part magic. And your emails are no different. This is very much something that you will get better at over time It is a skill that you will learn to develop. You will learn to better understand your data and the trends and like what your email list responds to and what they don't. And sometimes you can be doing everything right and following all of the best practices and still not seeing the results you want. And I want that to be encouraging for you, not disheartening, okay? I want you to know that that is completely normal and it is not a reflection of you. It might not even be a reflection of your content strategy or your brand or your business. That all said, there is part science to it, right? We say it's three parts. It's part science, part art, part magic. So let's talk about the science part of that today. Because there are things that you can actually be troubleshooting with your emails and things you can be testing to generally try and make some improvements to your email marketing and your email copywriting. And the things we're going to talk about today You can apply these principles to your launch emails and your sales emails. Absolutely. But you can also apply them to your general nurture and value add emails, you know, as you're sharing blog posts, as you're sharing podcast episodes, or any time that you're just emailing your list, not with the intention of selling anything, but just nurturing that relationship. But honestly, the best way to play around with these things that we're going to talk about today and really test these things out and see what your audience resonates with, what they respond to, and what they don't, is actually in your automated email sequences. So like your welcome sequence, for example, this is a really great place to play around with those. And if you don't have a welcome sequence right now, I highly, highly recommend it, especially if you want to start taking email marketing seriously in your business. It doesn't have to be difficult to set up. We have a template for it in the shop to help you do it faster and easier. But the reason that this is best done with automated email sequences is because it's really easy for you to collect data, run some what we call A-B tests, and really make comparisons. You can make small incremental changes to the emails in your sequence kind of one at a time and just see how they perform. Okay, so to kind of keep that in mind. If you, off the back of this episode, if this is something you really want to implement and test in your business, I highly recommend checking out your welcome sequence or any other kind of automated sequence that you have. And the two things that I really want us to pay attention to today are our open rates and our click-through rates. If you are, you know, taking your email marketing seriously and you really care about building your email list as a platform for your business, these are the two numbers that you should be really paying attention to pretty consistently are your open rates and your click-through rates. I will say the other one that you may want to pay attention to is your unsubscribe rate. And I say rate. I like, (laughs) I'm a bit cautious saying that because I know that a lot of people get caught up in their unsubscribes, right? They see that people are unsubscribing to their emails as they're engaging in email marketing and it really gets them down. And I really don't want you to do that. So if that is something that is getting you down in your business right now, just try and ignore that a little bit. Try and step away from it. Unsubscribes are always a good thing. It's always a good thing when somebody doesn't feel like they belong in your audience anymore, And they decide to leave. I want you to see that as a welcome thing, okay? Because it's gonna, when people aren't resonating with your content anymore, they are doing you a favor by leaving your audience. And it's gonna improve things like your open rates and your click-through rates, because you then know that you are only sending emails to people who genuinely wanna hear from you and actually wanna hear what you have to say. But you may want to pay attention to your unsubscribe rate. And I say rate specifically. It's really important to look at the percentage because there's a big difference between, you know, losing 20 email subscribers if you have a list of 100 people versus if you're losing 20 email subscribers on a list of 5,000 people. So it's really important to calculate that as a percentage and pay attention to the rate. And when you do that, The number of people unsubscribing to your emails might actually be significantly lower than you think or that it feels right now. And generally, we want to be aiming for a 2% unsubscribe rate or less, and that's going to fluctuate. But if you're seeing that you consistently have an unsubscribe rate of like higher than 2%, It might be worth taking a look at your content strategy, your email marketing strategy overall, making sure you're really attracting those qualified leads to your email list, all of that fun stuff. That's all I'm going to say about unsubscribes for this podcast episode. We're really just going to focus on your open rate and your click-through rate. So what is an open rate? Your open rate is the percentage that you get when you calculate the number of people who open your emails divided by the amount of people who receive your emails. So let's say you have an email list of 500 people and 350 people opened your email. That is a 70% open rate, for example. The average open rate of emails across all industries is somewhere around 21%. But that's really going to depend on your industry, OK? If you are a shop owner and you're regularly using email to send coupons, or you're having really regular sales and discounts that get people really excited, you might have a slightly different open rate than somebody who is a you know, service provider who's just sending out weekly blog posts. It is really going to depend on your industry. But on average, I always recommend that you be shooting for anywhere from a 15 to 25% open rate. Personally, I like to aim for 30% plus for my clients and for my own emails, especially for launches. So if you feel really confident in your copywriting abilities and you really want to shoot for the moon, then you can be shooting for that 30% range. So what do we do if we aren't hitting that benchmark? What do we do if we feel like our open rate is kind of low? The open rate of your email is directly tied to the strength of your subject line. Like it can really genuinely only be your copywriting in your subject line that's contributing to your open rates. I don't. I say only, I mean, it can also have to do with whether or not the emails are you know, being segmented and sent to the right people. But honestly, like the goal of your subject line at the end of the day is to get somebody to open your email. End of story. The only role that your subject line plays is to get somebody to open the email. And so you have to kind of decide how comfortable you are with using different copywriting techniques, to manipulate that subject line to kind of get people interested and to pique their curiosity. Try different things, right? Some people have a huge hesitation around using what you might call clickbaity subject lines, what I call open-loop subject lines, where you don't really know what the content of the email is going to be based on the subject line. And if you have an aversion to that, That's totally okay. You don't have to use it in your own business. I'm talking about the subject lines that say something like, is this you? Or quick question. I personally love these subject lines and I love testing them out on my clients' audiences. And you might not be comfortable with them, but bear in mind that your audience may respond really well to these kinds of things. So if you're comfortable, I really highly recommend testing these things out. Okay, friends, as you know, we are dedicating the month of August on the Copy Dates podcast to all things email marketing. And to help you take your email marketing to the next level and implement all the things we're talking about today with so much more ease, I'm offering a 20% discount on all email marketing-related templates in the Copy Template Shop this month exclusively for podcast listeners. Simply use the code AUGUST2021 at checkout, and 20% off will automatically be applied to any purchase of the opt-in landing page template, the welcome sequence template, the elevated email list bundle, or the brand new webinar bundle in the shop. This coupon is valid until the end of August, 2021. So if building your email list is a priority for you as we quickly approach the tail end of the year, don't snooze on this special offer. Here are some of my top tips for creating better subject lines. The first is that you should be trying to create some sort of curiosity or urgency with your subject line. It can be an open loop. It can just be something that really makes somebody want to open up the email and figure out what the story is inside. My friend Danby always has great subject lines like this. They're always really good for piquing my interest. She'll send me an email that says something like, we need to talk about this. That's the subject line. Or she recently sent one and the subject line was, that time I had to cancel on my VIP client. And when I read that, I just know that there is a great story inside the email. And sometimes when I read the subject line, I know that I'm not necessarily the intended audience for that email, but I open it anyway because I know there's going to be a good story inside. So think about ways that you can write a subject line that really generates that curiosity or urgency. On a similar note, if there's some sort of like timeliness to your email or if you have some sort of special offer inside, use that in your subject line. If you're giving away something for free, if it's the last chance to join your program that's closing or if it's the final day to use a certain coupon code, you can put that in your subject line and that's going to invite that curiosity as well. Beyond that, though, I always recommend keeping your subject lines as short as possible. Short and sweet, you know, it does the job. When you reach a certain length in your subject line, it's also going to be cut off in people's inboxes, especially if they're using mobile apps to check their emails. So we also want to keep that in mind. Honestly, the shorter you can keep it, the better. If you can get a subject line that's like four to six words, that's that's the sweet spot right there. You can also add personalizations, like using the person's first name in the subject line, and that can boost your open rates. You can also add emojis. I only recommend using about one emoji at a time in a subject line, but it can help your subject line and therefore your email stand out in their inbox. I also recommend limiting things like punctuation and capitalization. So you don't want too many, you know, full stops, too many exclamation marks. And you want to use sentence case capitalization where you're only capitalizing the first letter of your subject line. If you're going to have like a bunch of up and downs, if you're using title case, it can look a little bit spammy. Actually, a trick that I like to use sometimes is having no capitalization in the subject line at all. Everything is lowercase. It ends up looking like a more casual and personal email, and it can be more inviting that way. So those are a couple of tips for your subject line. But actually, the one that I see people skip the most is the preview text feature. So maybe you've noticed this. If you're somebody who uses Gmail, which is what I use, or G Suite, the G Suite inbox, you will often see that when you're previewing all of the emails and your your big pane there, you can see the subject line, and then you can see a little bit of copy after that. There's two things that you can actually preview. And a lot of email providers, including my personal favorite, which is Flowdesk, will allow you to customize that preview text. So you can actually decide what that second piece of copy is going to say. And if you skip over that and if you don't tell your email provider what you want that preview text to say, it's just going to pull the first line of your email, which is usually something like, hey, so-and-so, or hey, friends, I'm emailing you today to talk about XYZ. And if that's what's appearing in the reader's inbox, you're missing out on that second opportunity to grab their attention. So that's another little tip I have for you. And I see so many people skip this. Use the preview text feature if your email provider allows you to have that. Some of my other favorite subject lines that I've gotten recently, I just talked about Danby But another one that I love, Gemma Bonham Carter, also has some really great subject lines. I will never forget. It was Thanksgiving. I want to say 2019. It could have been 2020. And she sent out a subject line that simply said, the moist maker. I'm like, come on. Who would not open that email, right? The moist maker. It gives you the heebie-jeebies a little bit. At least if you're me, it does. But I had to open it. I had to see what she was talking about. And it's actually a quote from a friend's episode where Ross is talking about this invention of his, which is um, gravy soaked in a piece of bread. And he calls it the moist maker. And she references that in her email and she uses the GIF. And I just absolutely loved it. Um, Subject lines that use the word you also tend to personally grab my attention. For example, Taylor Slango of Aligned and Ambitious recently sent me an email and the subject line said, the only thing missing is you, which piqued my interest because of course, like what what am I missing out on? Um, And then a business coach named Jenny Shi, who I love and admire, sent one out that said, I'm worried about you. And, you know, it piques your interest. As soon as somebody is talking about you, it automatically piques your curiosity, and you want to find out what they have to say. So that is the spiel about open rates. But what about click-through rates? Because that's the other thing I really want you to pay attention to is your click-through rates. What is a click-through rate abbreviated to CTR? A CTR is the number of people who click on a link in your email divided by the number of people who receive your email. You could technically also calculate it by comparing clicks to opens. And that's obviously going to give you a much higher number. But generally, the number that's reported to you by your email platform is going to compare clicks to recipients, not clicks to opens. And because of that, the average email click-through rate is surprisingly low, or at least I was initially surprised by it when I first got into the email marketing world. I, would, I was going to say five years ago, but no, I was doing it in my day job as well, so several years ago. The average email click-through rate is only 2.5%. And a lot of my clients are surprised by this, right? We get a 4% click-through rate on their email campaigns and they start freaking out and they start worrying about it, but that's actually really good. That is a very high click-through rate. So again, knowing these benchmarks can be super important and help us realize sometimes that we're doing a lot better than we think we are. One of the highest click-through rates is among the hobby industry, which is closer to about 5%. So again, it's really going to depend on what industry you're in. But generally speaking, you want to be shooting for that 2 to 3% mark for a click-through rate. And if you're not meeting that benchmark, it is likely due to the content of your email, because it means your subject line is good enough that you got somebody in there and they're opening it, but then once they're in there and reading it, you're either not making it clear that you want people to click, or you're not giving them a reason to click. So your copy isn't compelling enough to make them want to take that action. And I always like pulling this out when working on launch campaigns with a client, because Often I see people kind of just replicate the copy that's on their sales page and put that in their sales emails. And you don't want to do that because then you're making that copy, you know, work twice for you and you're losing the opportunity to be a bit more compelling and a bit more enticing and a bit more captivating. So if you are just repeating the same information from your sales page in your sales email, you're not letting that sales email do the job. Your sales email's only job is to get people to click through to the sales page. And then the sales page's job is to get people to buy. And if you are focusing so much of your efforts on getting that sales email to convert, you're not allowing your sales page to do the job. You know, you're not you're not allowing all of that amazing copy that you've curated to do its job and to sell. The real only thing that you should be doing in your sales emails is just creating enough curiosity and being enticing enough that somebody wants to check out the sales page. Okay, so that was a little bit of a diversion, but something I really wanted to mention. So why are our click-through rates low and how can we fix it? Sometimes you are giving the reader too many options. I always recommend sticking to one main call to action per email. Figure out what is the number one thing I want somebody to do when they've opened this email and make sure that that's nice and obvious and that you're not distracting from it by giving them too many options. Sometimes the reason is because the links are hidden away. So I always recommend having at least one button per email for your main call to action. You can also include additional in-text links for that same call to action if it's relevant. But especially if you are, you know, if a lot of your people are reading emails on mobile and they're just kind of skimming through, especially if you are targeting an older audience, buttons can really help your click-through rates. Sometimes the problem is that your audience just doesn't care about the email. And the best way to avoid this is to segment your list where it makes sense. Only be sending each email to the segment of your email list that will actually be interested in hearing about it. So for example, inside of my welcome sequence email copy template. In one of the emails I encourage you to segment your list in a way that makes sense for you. So what I mean by that is you're basically branching people off into like individual buckets and you're allowing them to tell you what kind of content they want to receive from you. And that way you can really personalize your emails and make sure that you're only sending them out to the relevant audiences. You can also give people the chance to opt out of certain segments or certain email campaigns. When I'm writing launch emails, I will sometimes include a little PS that says, hey, if you don't want to hear about this offer, click here and I won't email you about it anymore. And as soon as I do that, I add them into a segment. They don't get those emails anymore. And again, it's going to boost things like my open rate and my click-through rates because I know I'm only talking to the people who are actually interested in hearing about this offer. The other thing that I can recommend you do is remove all distractions from your emails. If your click through rates are low, it's possible that you're rambling a little bit in your emails or you are giving them information that's not important or not relevant to what you are mainly trying to communicate and you're losing people's interest before they can actually click on the link. And if you want some additional tips on how to write emails that people really want to read, you can go back to episode 12 if you haven't checked that one out already, because that is the main focus of that email. We talk all about how to improve the content of your emails to make sure people actually want to read them. And by reading them and getting their interest that way, they're naturally going to be more inclined to click through. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you and that you have some general kind of idea of how to troubleshoot your emails when you feel like they're not working for you. Don't forget that this is the last week to score the special offer that I currently have running on email marketing templates in the copy template shop right now. And next week, we are going to be back and we're going to start talking all about website copy. So if you're interested in updating your website copy this year, don't forget to head to copytemplateshop.com forward slash challenge, where you can already sign up for the upcoming free challenge that's running the second full week of September. And of course, before I let you go, I would never forget today's coffee break. I want you to open up your welcome sequence if you have one. And I want you to find the email in that sequence that currently has the lowest open rate. And I want you to tweak the subject line using some of the tips that we chatted about today. Maybe you want to add an emoji. Maybe you want to add the person's first name. Maybe it's just a matter of cutting back on the number of words and characters. Maybe you can cut it back to, you know, four to six words. Or maybe you could just make your subject line a little bit more intriguing. I want you to make one change to that subject line. Well, change your subject line. And then I want you to make a note to come back in 30 days and see if there's been an improvement in your open rate. It's going to give you some really great insight into what kind of subject lines your audience responds to and what they don't. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Copy Dates podcast. I hope that this episode has helped you feel more confident in your ability to write copy and that you're feeling excited about sharing your message and offers with the world. If you love what you learned, be sure to hit that follow button so you never miss a future episode. And leave us a review so we can reach more online entrepreneurs who want to develop authentic connection with their audience through powerful copy. As always, don't forget to show me where you're tuning in from. Snap a pic, share it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at megan.taylor.co. I'd love to connect with you beyond your headphones. See you back here next week. And remember, I'm rooting for you always.